Hello and welcome to Podcast of a Lincoln Geek. I'm your host, the Dan Faze, the Sussy Dan, whatever, 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 the joke never gets old, that's my name. And uh, this is our little podcast where we talk about board games. We like board games, don't we guys? Board games rule! Board games are amazing. We also like video games occasionally, don't we? Yes, we do too. Yeah, not so much. Yeah, that's, well, it's rather free and bad. <laughs> so how do we feel about uh, board games based on video games? We're doing a game spotlight about such a particular type of game. And today's choice is Chris's choice. So keep us in suspense no longer. What is the game? It's Horizon Zero Dawn, the board game. Of course, yes, this is uh, based on a very popular IP, which mm-hmm. is the Horizon Zero Dawn computer games that's available on, I think, multiple platforms now. I absolutely love it. And I was very, very, very glad when I heard that they were doing a board game. And he's even more excited when it was being done by Steamforge Games. Yeah, I've heard a lot about this uh, video game. It, look, it looks amazing. It's a huge open world game, would you say, with kind of um, robot dinosaurs? Yes. <laughs> yes, basically. <laughs> which which uh, sounds pretty fun. Horizon Zero Dawn is based in a post-apocalyptic world where machines roam the wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you basically take control of an aspiring hunter in the name of Aloy. In the story in the game, I don't want to give away too much in case anyone hasn't played it, but basically you're a hunter and you are roaming the, the lands and exploring exploring the world and it's it's awesome it's great because it has of course lots of elements you know similar to large world exploration games where you can construct your own weapons you can modify them of course when you, you you're hunting these creatures uh, in the game they drop all sorts of things that allow you to improve your equipment it looks like a very cinematic game for what i've seen of it as well oh it is very cinematic but what we're here to talk about, Chris, is how does it translate to board game form? Tell us about the board game. Okay. The board game is a semi-cooperative board game for one to four players. Ooh, okay. uh, you work alongside your hunting party to track and defeat machines roaming the land. You discover and trade resources to upgrade your equipment and, and level up your skills to prepare for the final hunt. Okay. Your fellow hunters and your allies are also your competition. The only the most cunning and skillful really can reign and, and be glorious at the end of the day. It translates extremely well. I had my trepidations about it as much as I was excited about it because I'm a stickler for theme and I'm mm-hmm. a stickler for when something looks very good. And it definitely looks like how it should look. It utilizes a lot of the UI and the user interface elements from the game in some of the card designs. The artwork on the front of the box has the retro kind of pixelated triangle fade out so they really have kind of taken lots of elements from what is the you know the computer game into into this board game so much so even with the equipment upgrading uh, and they and the reflection upon this on the cards it's visually stunning and it plays pretty damn well as well. Well, I'm just looking at screenshots of it, and you're right, it does look amazing. The miniatures look awesome. Oh, yeah. It looks like they have nailed the theme. I'm, I'm a big fan of games based on licenses, as long as they're not cash-ins, as long as they actually put effort and thought yeah. into the theme, and how can we translate this to a board game? Mm. Uh, so it sounds like that is the case for here as well. <laughs> I could say there's a tiny bit of cash-in, that's tiny okay. bit purely because of the sheer amount of expansions that are available for this but there's a reason for that which i will cover in a moment but it's not just like a cheap cover you wouldn't say you can you can cut out the theme entirely and replace it with something else it's kind of tied to yeah it's pretty tied because all the elements kind of coincide with elements of the game yeah. i don't think you could do much of a lift and shift with it that's right. <laughs> so just a good of the generic cookie cutter monopoly <laughs> versions where they just buy an IP and just slap it on the cover of the box. It's definitely not like that. 
And especially when you start taking into account the miniatures, because the miniatures in this are just phenomenal. SFG have done an amazing job and their sculptors have done an amazing job because, of course, they've taken the moulds direct from artwork provided from the game. Brilliant. And it's so damn close, it's unreal. <laughs> so as for the gameplay, you said it's semi-cooperative, so I guess... You all play as the humans, right? But you're all individual hunters? There's four different hunters in the base game, okay. So, which is what I have. You have four hunters, which is a Nora Marksman, uh, a Kajal Warrior, a Bannock Survivor, and an Osarum Forgesmith. Okay. Now, they all have the kind of unique abilities and skills. And just like in the computer game, they have their own arcs. Uh, on which you can upgrade. So you know, in we in computer games where you do your upgrade and you, and you you pick certain elements to unlock, and then it locks out other areas so you can't cross like a skill cross, tree, a, cross skill too okay. much. And uh, is Aloy actually in this herself as well, or are you just playing as? Uh... No, but not Aloy herself. But you play as a Nora Marksman, which is what Aloy is. Aloy okay. is a Nora Marksman. That's like the yeah. people she's from. Okay, I was kind of wondering if one team, one player, could be the robot dinosaurs but i guess they're controlled by the ai in inverted commas they're the they're the enemy of the for the game aren't they yes yeah so i don't want to spoil it for anyone who's not played the computer game in the base game you get uh four watchers now the watchers are the smallest ones going but they're scouts basically they're basically scouts yeah exactly they they walk around set areas and you have to use your skills to avoid them so it comes with four watchers they come with four grazers which are ones that look more like horses the scrappers are the ones that look more like wildebeest but a lot bigger (laughs) that's just a bit of variation though it's not just robot dinosaurs yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i haven't actually seen the uh well i haven't played the video game i've heard a lot about it the sawtooths that are in it, so you get two sawtooths that are even bigger. And then my favourite ones are the shell walkers, which you also get in this as well. So you actually get a lot of miniatures in the base game. They're not painted, so you can choose to either leave them as they are in their plain grey, because it still looks nice. And I've seen people paint them up, and they look stunning. There's there's so much in, in the base game. You get lots of cards in there as well, dice tokens and tiles, and of course the rules. We played this on New Year's, uh, a learning game, and the learning game took we probably spent an hour doing. Learning and playing. Learning and playing, yeah. Okay. It wasn't too horrendous, but I can imagine once you know what you're doing and you add in any expansions that you might, you know, have. And I'll freely admit, I am a stickler for, you know, games that look nice. This kind of hit that when I first saw it. I was looking out for it at UK Games Expo last year, just in case, you know, SFG had it there with them. Uh, of course they didn't, but it was here this year including a lot of expansions. And I was a very good boy. I was a very good boy. I could have spent a lot of money because some (laughs) of the expansions are amazing. It explores even more of the the monsters that are that you know you come across in the world of Horizon Zero Dawn. And it leaves it open for people to buy me Christmas presents. Exactly, it's always good to have stuff on the wish list, isn't it? Be- be- exactly, because the base game was uh, a Christmas present. Well, if you ever want someone to paint up your minis for you, I, I can will happily provide that service. I'm actually dipping my toe back into the painting game. Oh, I haven't done that since my Warhammer days. When was the last time you painted a model? Last time I painted a model was when I worked for Games Workshop. What's the actual gameplay like? How do you win? Is it just kind of is it a victory points game? Personal high score wins? Or is it whoever kills the final boss wins the game? So it's kind of a bit of both. It's sort of a bit of a campaign mode where you're going through facing off against the various things. 
And depending on which hunters kill what, you earn different upgrades. And I, I forget the exact term, but basically your victory points. Yeah, okay. You're unlikely to do it by yourself. So it's the semi-cooperative in that the, you can't really not work together. So two different hunters can attack the same huge monster, whatever. Uh, yeah. But at the end of the day, there's only one winner. Whoever's got the most points or skills, whatever. As you go through, there's different monsters and things you can fight, and I think this is where the Chris mentioned about the expansions earlier. Yeah. Of the the base game only has a limited number of scenarios based on the models it's got, okay. and the expansions basically start introducing all the other different creatures and things that end up being your big boss levels. Yeah. Okay, so it's quite a lot of extra replayability with the extra add-ons. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. from a rules nerd perspective, as I say, I agree with Chris that it's actually, it is a good value for money, what you get in the box. It's comparable, I would say, to Nemesis in that regard. The bit which I was slightly disappointed about when you read the rules, and I think most of us were very confused by this, is the, the main book, core box rulebook implies that you get more than you did, and it didn't really explain that, oh, by the way, all these other scenarios will be covered in expansion material. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which confused us all to begin with. We thought, were we missing components? Or... No, yeah, we, exactly that. It, we thought, are we missing stuff? And they're actually not. They, they give you specific scenarios and, and information in the expansions. I'm looking at the expansions now, and I'm, ju- I'm just... Uh, they, the SFG has some exclusive expansions you can only get direct from them, but there are quite a lot of expansions in general. The ones that are available on SFG exclusive is the, the Frozen Wilds expansion, uh, you also have the Forge and Hammer expansion and the Fireclaw expansion. There's a small mortgage worth of miniatures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Chris is now thinking of the... And then I'm going to need to get a Kallax to display them all, including the glass-fronted shelving units and... <laughs> It sounds like it could be a notable investment getting all that. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. You'll be well over 200 quid by the time you've got all the expansions. Yeah. Oh, oh, easy, if not more. When you think about the extra gameplay, the models that you're getting, and, of course, the tracking tokens for the, you know, for the relevant you know, creatures, the Stormbird board and the rulebook for it, it's just short of 70 quid. It's, it's a common thing with these big model games. They are just expensive to make, so they just cost more money, don't they? Yeah. Mm. In terms of the actual gameplay, I mean, we're just looking at screenshots of it now. Is it is it modular? Like, can you do like tiles or something, or is it just kind of a bolt the board you fold out and? It, it's hex movement. So your boards, they're based on your scenarios, uh, are, uh-huh. are put out in play basically. You can mix and match it as well. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Combat, I assume, is heist dice wins, but probably like skill cards to boost your, your dice rolls. Is that kind of game? To a degree, yeah. Your abilities have, and movement are indicated uh, using dice, if I remember correctly. And then all your equipment and, and your bonuses are done by cards and modifiers. There's lots of components. There's 24 miniatures available across the entire game including all the expansions and there's something ridiculous like over 200 tiles of terrain and there's over 360 cards across them all as well and there's lots of tokens you're not short of components in this game if you're a fan of popping things out of cardboard you'll definitely get your fix with this (laughs) you'll be be in heaven for several hours it's a visual treat from the cards to the miniatures and like i said i've not even got around to doing any painting yet and i'm I'm looking forward to getting it, getting the game back to do some painting. Yeah, it looks fantastic. I'm just looking at some of the miniatures and they look huge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so they've kept the scale. Like, uh, like Warhammer nice. Titan size stomping around the table. What's even cooler um, is, <laughs> I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but Lego 
have got the IP. They released one of the Land Striders as a model. I'm hoping, I'm hoping they do some more because that means I could use Lego, you know, creatures and monsters in the game. <laughs> Lego yeah, crossover. I, I so want to do the crossover of having Lego pieces in this. Well, in general, this looks like it's a good adaptation of the video game, from what I can tell. I'm quite interested in uh, how games translate from video games to board games. I've got another one in mind, but I might do that for a following podcast. One last thing I really do want to make a point of, it, that is, this game is very in-depth. It, it is designed to take you deep into the world that is, you know, robot dinosaurs, basically, <laughs> uh, and robot monsters. And it's something that can take, you know, quite a bit of time to play through, because there's, there's lots of replayability. And a very immersive experience. You can play it either with full complaint or in, in, in a single session or break it up into multiple shorter sessions. So it almost has the RPG roaming world example where you could just basically do multiple adventures uh, across a period of months. It just it looks like just a fun, huge models dice chucker. It's got a lot of play to it. I think it's well worth investing in if you want to f- have that game that you invest in and that you will play lots and lots. The price point is probably a bit excessive if you're only going to play it a couple of times. Yes, it's not probably not a spontaneous purchase. <laughs> yeah, because none of us ever do spontaneous purchases of oh, big no, box games. No, not unheard of in the hobby. So, of course, we love a bit of chat about relevant topics that are board games, which, of course, you can chat to us on our Discord about. The links for that, of course, is available on our website, which is doalg.co.uk. We're on all the relevant social medias as well, so that's YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. So if you aren't following us, do hit us up and hit that all-important like button. It's greatly appreciated. Well, thank you much for your time, everyone. (laughs) Everyone keep gaming. Yeah, keep gaming, guys. Bye.